creating cultural awareness and understanding. This is Culture Click. Culture Click is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Rev up your engines, Winona, because today on Culture Click, we explore Recharge Winona at Winona State University. Recharge Winona is an event hosted by Recharge America, a nonprofit association working to unlock the economic development potential by electric vehicles across the nation. Today, we talk to owners of electric vehicles, electric bikes, the event organizers, as well as taking a joyride for ourselves. So sit back and relax as we charge into Recharge Winona today on Culture Click. So I'll just uh, grab your name and, and uh, uh, what car do you have over here? Uh, my name is Bill Gain. I came from Red Wing today. I've got the Rivian R1T pickup truck. Ooh, Red Wing. Are you with any company at all? I, I'm a former member of the Red Wing Sustainability Commission, and I helped get the charger installed at the Bluff Country Co-op about five years ago. Um, so this car right here, um, repeat, repeat what is, what's it called again? Okay, it's the Rivian pickup truck, and the model is the R1T. So it's the first evolution or the first design of the truck. T is for truck. They also have an SUV, and that's the R1S. So uh, quick, um, if you'd be able to, want to quick run me through the capabilities that this truck can do. I see that there's a trunk in the, where the, in the front where the engine would usually be on a no, any normal car. Sure. Uh, so what the car can do is the most amazing thing that I have found is that it rides like a limo. There was a software update Tuesday night that changed the shock valving and made it more comf- even more comfortable than it was before. So it can uh, drive you and your passengers in comfort and with hands-free driving down an interstate freeway. Um, it's an amazing magic carpet ride. It also has uh, 350 miles of range uh, the navigation system shows you where you can charge. You can log in a trip, and it'll tell you if you need to stop and charge along the way, along the way and where. It also has 930 foot-pounds of torque, 830 horsepower, and 0 to 60 in 3 seconds. So it still has, has the horsepower of the typical pickup trucks, but with more sustain, but with more... <laughs> It's about double the it's about double the horsepower of most pickup trucks, and it's like more than twice as fast. It'll beat most Corvettes zero to sixty, and it's still and it still rides like a limo, like you're riding, like you're cruising through the interstate. And it gets seventy miles per gallon equivalent in fuel cost. Seventy miles per gallon, seven zero, not not eighteen miles per gallon or fifteen miles per gallon. Yeah, it's amazing. Really. So up in the front, I don't see an en- any engine, any parts here. It's all just one big front trunk. So, where? So I guess my my next question would be, where would the technology be stored or any of the stuff? Okay, so the mo- that's a great question. So the um, this particular model is a quad motor. It has four motors, and each motor is behind each wheel. Um, Rivian also makes a dual motor version, which has the motor where in the middle between the axle, uh, in the middle of the axle between the wheels, um, uh, where a differential normally would be. So you have a dual motor and a quad motor version, and then the battery is packaged underneath the floor. So that gives you what they call a skateboard chassis, which opens up lots of room for storage and for passengers, and there's no transmission tunnel. See, there's uh, there's a lot of uh, storage, you know, even below. 
there's a, a false shelf. So you can put a lot in front, and there's a drain so you can fill it with ice and drinks if you want, or food. So, so really, with uh, with not only because it's a pickup truck with more storage space, but there's also more trunk space for your um, for your average trunk use. Right. And in the bed, um, there's a large cavity where you can have a spare tire or put more stuff. And then behind the passenger seats, there's a gear tunnel where you can um, put your kayak oars and, and uh, what have you. You can walk around the side here. You can see that. So there's the gear tunnel. goes through both sides. That's climate controlled. Climate controlled. So if you have a cooler of picnic stuff and you have your air conditioner on, it's not going to get hot. And the bed um, has an extending tailgate. It's an articulated hinge, so the tailgate sticks out further to give you more of a, a support bed, because it's a short box. But with tailgate down, it's pretty close to a, a, a regular mid-length box in uh, length. So you can haul you know, sheets of 4x8, plywood, and sheetrock. Uh, so if, so say someone was 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 curious about getting one of the one of these babies what would your best advice be go to rivian.com check out the pricing and remember that you get ten thousand dollars of rebates in federal and state for buying an ev so whatever sticker price you see take ten thousand dollars off of that if you're buying an ev qualifying ev Ooh. all right any awesome before we wrap this up do you have any comments any um last tags to make sure I will tell you to be very very careful I will warn you to be careful if you test drive an EV you will likely be hooked so just remember that <laughs> <laughs> have a great day nice talking to you all right thank you so much okay so all of the e-bikes I have here today are pedal assist mm -hmm. e-bikes throttle e-bikes exist but I think those are more of a motorcycle and Trek would agree Trek decided that they are a bicycle company and they are only interested in selling bicycles because of the United States being the way it is. E-bikes are legislated differently in every state. So Trek made the decision to only do pedal assist so that they would firmly remain a bicycle regardless of the state they were in. Pedal assist means that these bikes motors only kick on when your feet are pushing pedals. If you stop pushing pedals, the motor shuts off and you're just coasting like a regular bike. And then you start pedaling again and oh, that motor's right back with you and it's kicking you and giving you that little bit of oomph that you were looking for. Hmm. So there must be different levels of... There are! Yeah, so this one does not have a screen on it, but you can see these three red dots here. We can go down to one or turn it off entirely and then it's just a bike. So the three levels are like a three speed kinda? Kinda, yeah. So it's like a little bit of assist, a medium amount of assist and a lot of assist. This bike has a screen on it and it has four levels of assist. Just more variety. These bikes both have gears still so you can change your gear. If you're pedaling up a hill, you've got max assist on and your legs are still just working too hard, you just put it in an easier bicycle gear. And then your legs are just spinning easy 
and your bike's doing a lot of that work for you. Because your feet are still moving, so the motor's doing all the work. So how do you plug it in? So, this one, you can take the battery off and plug it in at the kitchen table, or on the other side, there's a little port right here, right there, that you can plug the bike right into the wall. This one, you plug the bike in right here. So the battery is inside this. Exactly, the battery is hiding inside the down tube. So you hear a lot about them starting on fire? Yeah, that's why these bikes are more expensive than those bikes. Uh, some of the, some of the bikes that have a lesser quality lithium-ion battery, who would guess, have more problems. It's almost like you trade off something for something else. But yes, those, some of those lower cost bikes, we're seeing some of those batteries not hold up well. I have not seen any issue with any Trek bikes. The issue that we run into very infrequently is people will keep their batteries on the charger and just like your phone battery, it, it then just doesn't hold up very well over the years. So after five-ish years, we will see people who want to change out their battery. Consumers cannot change the battery on this bike. Retailers can. All of our mechanics know how to change out that battery. And it's a, it's a bit of work. It's not worth it for a consumer to do. And what do these cost? The cost varies. This orange one here, the Townie, or the Electra Townie Go, starts around 1800. This silver one, the Trek Verve Plus, 2800. I've seen e-bikes up to 12,000. You can spend a lot of money on a bicycle if you want to. But you don't have to. The state of Minnesota this past legislative session did pass a $1,500 tax, or not tax, rebate. So starting next summer, and we don't have a lot of information yet because it just got passed. I don't know. I don't know if you need to live in Minnesota or if you just need to purchase in Minnesota. We don't know yet because it was just passed and they haven't worked out all those details. But next summer you could get up to $1,500 back on a e-bike, which then this $1,800 e-bike is 300 bucks. Yeah, what kind of a range do you have on this battery? So the battery ranges vary depending on what assist level you have. Uh, on their lowest assist with a full battery, you can get about 100 miles. So I guess my question would be, how long does each battery last? The batteries last depending on what assist level you're running them in. That's why they have those mileage read-offs, because that can sometimes be a more true indicator than a time frame. So, so yeah, max assist, it just drains the battery faster. The Right, because you're using more power, that battery doesn't get you quite as far. So in the max assist, the Verve Plus 2 will get about 35 miles of riding. Keep in mind, that's 35 miles. So you could ride 20 of those miles, sit and have a picnic for four hours, and then ride the 15 miles left. In the least assist setting, you get just under 100 miles of riding. So, the, so they pretty much cost an arm and a leg to get one of these babies? I mean, depends on how much you value your arms and the legs. 
Trek's e-bikes start around 1,800, and then for the commuter models, we see them go up to about 4,500. For some of their mountain bike and road-specific e-bikes, we see higher price points. Uh, the highest price point I have seen yet is around $11,000, but the bulk of the models sit between three to 6,000. And, um, and what would you say if someone was actually thinking of getting one of these e-bikes? I don't, I don't quite know what you mean. Sorry, I'm just uh, uh, kind of like words of advice. What would you say to someone who was thinking maybe I want to get a get an e-bike instead of using a my my average my average everyday bicycle? Got it. Um, advice that I would want to give to a an individual who's looking at e-bikes. I really think that the bottom bracket motor placement, so the motor that's where your pedals connect to, is a better ride quality and a better system than any of the rear or front wheel motor placements. That is a personal preference, but I think they're a, they're a stronger system. I would also really make sure that you're getting a bike from a reputable source, that you're not buying that really cheap option off Amazon. I think that's where we're seeing more of those lithium ion battery issues, including fires. So I would want to buy from a reputable dealer and a reputable brand. Right, like you get like you get what you paid for. If you get something that's really cheap, more, more so likely you're gonna have one that's bound to explode. There's a trade-off somewhere for that lower price. Yeah, all right, well any uh, any, any comments that you'd like to make before we wrap this up? Uh, last comment, I'm here with Adventure Cycle and Ski. We're located down on 4th and Center. We would love to talk you through any of your e-bike questions or any of your standard bike questions. We really try to keep a friendly atmosphere and even if you are not looking to buy, you're just interested, come stop by. We'd love to have that chat with you. Um, I'll first start off with um, the event that you put together. And who are you, and your names? Uh, my name is Madeline, and this is Stephanie. Um, and we are with Recharge America. And the event is the Winona Test Drive Ride and Drive event. Yes. The Winona Ride and Drive event. Um, and we have a variety of showcase EVs, all different kinds of EVs for people to come up and talk with local EV owners about their EVs and their experience and where to charge and where they can get service and all of those great questions that people have. We have test drives running here at the recharge registration tent. So it's all very high tech. You can come, scan, get yourself in, choose which vehicle you want to test drive. We have five different local dealerships working with us today, as well as several personal EV owners uh, offering both test drives and ride-along uh, experiences, which is great. And people are welcome to take more than one test drive if they'd like to. We also have a variety of exhibitors surrounding electrification, solar, um, sustainability, a lot of great things there. We also have Ready Set School, which is a great local um, organization that helps uh, local children in need. So um, part of the proceeds of our test drives, so we're a nonprofit, but part of the proceeds from the test drives are going to go to that organization. And we have two great food trucks, as well as e-bikes, and uh, e-scooter test rides. So lots to do at the event. Lots, lots to do, lots <laughs> to see. Um, and we also have some children's activities too for the kids. Fun. Yeah, so it's, it's a good event. Yeah, well, you've 
pretty much answered most of my questions. You have. Um, I guess if anyone was thinking of getting of, if anyone was thinking of maybe per- getting their own electric vehicle, what would be your best advice? That's a great question. So there's a lot of resources online um, for. That, like what type of electric vehicle suits you. Um, there's various different types of electric vehicles. There's hybrids, there's PHEVs, there's fully electric vehicles. Um, you also need to think about uh, charging facilities in your own home. So do you want to install a charger? Or are you going to use your current electricity, which would be a little bit slower of a charge, but you could charge overnight. So there's a lot of things to think about. But I would suggest going online and taking one of those, you know, which electric vehicle is good for you quizzes. Um, And I would also look into state and federal incentives. Uh, There's a lot of uh, reimbursement, or not reimbursement, what do you call it? Repay, rebate, that's it. There's a lot of rebate um, opportunities right now, both federally and statewide, for both new and used electric vehicles. So it kind of offsets some of that cost barrier. So, very cool. So, so it's mostly just a big question of which car do you like the best, and what can you afford? Which car do you like the best? You know, what what suits your home, your location? Maybe a, a hybrid's better for you if you're kind of way out in the country or something, and maybe there's not a lot of charging station infrastructure near you yet. That could work better because then you could do gas or electric. You know, but if you're in the city or you're you know near that infrastructure, fully electric could work great. They have much longer ranges now. Yeah. So, so there are cars that can go both ways for gas and for. Yes, the hybrid vehicles can take both gas and electricity. Yes. Very yeah, interesting. Very cool. Yeah. There's right. a lot to learn. Well, thank you very much. The car that we have today. Um. So I brought the Ionic Five from Dahl Hyundai in La Crosse, Wisconsin. So this is the SEL model. So you get three models with the Ionic 5. You get the SE, the SEL, and the Limited. Okay. And the Limited, what does that mean? So the Limited is a top trim package. So you're gonna be getting all of your features with that vehicle. It's gonna be very loaded out. You're gonna have the panoramic moonroof. Um, you're also gonna have the heated seats and the heated steering wheel that you'll get in this package as well. So it's so it's uh, deluxe over the deluxe. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Um, any and you're here and which company are you to represent? I work for Dahl Automotive in La Crosse, Wisconsin. So at that location, we have Hyundai, Mazda, and Subaru. Awesome. Oh, and I don't, don't think I actually caught your name on recording. Yep, my name is Taylor Beardmore. I'm with Dahl Automotive in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Ooh, fun. So you're. So you're around. So you're around town then. Yes. Awesome. This is really, this is really interesting, especially. Isn't oh, it different? Around the time that, uh, around the time of the tax rebate. Or, I know. <laughs> um. So you'll just put your foot on the brake and then you'll click the start. Okay. Perfect, just like that. Oh Jesus. So the really nice thing with the electric cars is you don't have the gas drivetrain. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot more space down here in the front and the back. Yeah. So it's a pretty spacious vehicle. Yeah, especially I saw a few other vehicles where the tr- where there was trunk space in the where the engine yep. would usually be. Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah. All right. So there's a lot to see here. A lot of what you see is going to be somewhat familiar on the vehicle you currently drive. What do yeah. you drive right now? I drive a 2018 Ford Focus. Okay. So that's a fairly new vehicle. So you're going to notice like your lights are going to be in the same spot. Your mm-hmm. windshield wipers are going to be in the same spot. 
All your door control panels stay the same. On this side, you'll have your phone control settings. Yeah. And on this side, you'll have all your cruise control settings. And the transmission is instead of here, it's more over here. Yes. Okay. So this is like your little shift nodule. So to drive, you would just flip that up. And now it's in drive. To park, you have the button on the side. Oh. Yep, just like that. All right. And in order to change any of this, I have to have my foot on the brake. It doesn't have to be. Well, yep, for now you would want it to be transitioning to drive. Just like that. Okay. So you'll have a bunch of options on the screen too. The reason why most people choose to go with Hyundai is because you have um, Blue Link. So that's an app you can get on your phone. Using the app, you can remote start your vehicle with your phone. Um, it's all satellite based, so you could be anywhere in the country and your phone or your vehicle will start using that. Okay. So you can start your vehicle even if it's in a parking ramp. As long as you have phone reception, you can start your car anywhere. So it's pretty handy. So with Blue Link, you can start, lock, unlock your doors, set your alarms off, and you can even do maintenance checks on your vehicle. One of the big reasons why most people choose Hyundai is because you get America's best warranty. Mm. So with the Hyundai warranty, you get 10 year, 100,000 for your powertrain. And for an electric car, that transfers over completely for your battery. So you'd have 10-year coverage or 100,000, whichever comes first, um, and that covers all of your drivetrain components. You also get five-year, 60,000 comprehensive. Okay. So that's like your bumper-to-bumper, -bumper, but it doesn't include the bumper panels. Okay. Um, so yeah, there are lots of really nice features you get with Hyundai vehicles. They're pretty loaded out with all the new options you can get as far as technology goes. Mm -hmm. So you see all your climate controls are here. Mm -hmm. You can access your map, navigation, and media here, and then you get Sirius XM as well. So you'll get three months free of Sirius XM. Ooh, fun. Okay. Here's your backup camera. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a whole button for the that. The Hyundai backup cameras are very nice. Yeah. And then that, and then those are just sensors for... Yep. And then if you put your vehicle in reverse, it would show the backup camera too that way, but it's nice you can select it on the button as well. Yep, there you go. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. So then, okay. All right. Are we good? Well, I think I'm good. <laughs> so I just... Yep. So we are good to go. You can take a left out of the parking lot this way. Okay. It's very silent too. It's so quiet. You can barely even tell that it's running. Yeah. All right. You'll take a left here. Left here. It just senses their vehicle is there. Okay. And you're good to go straight too. Okay. So tell so there's a little meter bar telling me how fast I'm <laughs> going. I know. And yep. is the other bar just telling me how much power I'm using? Right here? Yeah. That's your range that you have left. Oh. Yep, so I'll show you on the home screen too. There's 80% battery remaining on this vehicle. And you have 219 miles left in range. Okay. So that's like the amount of juice you have left in the battery. Gotcha. The really nice thing with Hyundai is they're the fastest charging EVs on the market. Really? So you can go from 10 to 80% battery in just 18 minutes. And that's with a level three charger. There are levels of charging. 
Yep, so there are three levels of chargers. You can get level one, two, and three. When you purchase the vehicle, you'll get a level one. Yeah. So if you use that charger, that's compatible, um, just like a regular outlet. With the level one charger, it could take up to 24 hours to charge your vehicle. With level two, that's the charging station most people install in their homes. Mm -hmm. So um, with level two, it can take about eight hours to complete a charge. So most people will get home from work, plug their vehicle in, and then it'll be ready to go when they're ready to leave for work in the morning. Right. With level three, that's the fastest charging method. Okay. So a lot of those are the stations that people will often drive around to find. Okay. And how long does that usually take for a full charge? For a full charge, um, it varies because the beginning part of the battery takes the most juice. That's why we say 10 to 80% usually is 18 minutes. So you won't want to completely drain your battery before you have to go and fill it up again. Yeah. And it's the same with a phone. Your phone takes a little bit longer to charge for the first 10% or so. Right. So you won't want to completely diminish your battery power before plugging it in. Mm -hmm. With an electric vehicle, you're going to optimize most of your charging between 10 and 80%. Do we go straight? Have you driven an electric car before? This is your first time? It's my first Yay. electric car. <laughs> On the job. What do you think of it? It's really nice. Um, it, uh, hardly any hardly any jerking. It's really silent. No huge revving sounds. I like the no rev. They're very smooth driving vehicles. Yeah, You'll especially have that with the all-wheel drive. Mm -hmm. Is that what this is, the all-wheel drive? Yep, this is the all-wheel drive. Getting used to the brakes, my bad. <laughs> You're good. No worries. Stop them. Stop them right there. I've been on some pretty crazy test drives in my time. Mm. <laughs> I've not... only been working at the dealership for a few months. Oh. So I'm still new. Okay. What kind of crazy, uh, crazy trips have you been on? I've had some people who get in the vehicle and their goal is to try and scare me. <laughs> and they say that too they flat out say that they're like are you scared yet i'm like i don't get nervous being the passenger like i feel like sometimes i should though yeah <laughs> <laughs> when you're the passenger you're you're usually people especially when they're control freaks under in the passenger side mm -hmm. I suppose when you're working at the dealership it doesn't you don't get scared as easily, I guess. Yeah. I have some people I work with that really try not to go on the test drives Ooh. because they get motion sickness and yeah. So you can just take the left right up into the parking lot right here. You see it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, that one right there into the lot. Yeah, and I think they want me to park back underneath the big canopy. So if you want, you can test out the backup camera. Otherwise, I can park it for you. Okay. It would be very interesting to... The Hyundai backup cameras are awesome. Okay. So right here? Yep. Okay. I'm not the best rear parker, but... <laughs> it usually takes some practice. I wasn't good at using backup cameras at all until I had to start using them every day. I only used, I only started using them just to make sure I was in between the lines. Yeah, that's what I, I like to do. was parking forward into the space, but... It's nice to see how much room you have between you and the curb, too. Yeah. 
Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, of course. Hope I didn't spook you. You definitely did not. You're good. A huge thanks to WSU and Recharge America for putting this whole event together. To keep up with all things electric vehicles, visit recharge-america.org and recharge-minnesota.org. For more information about events around Winona, tune in to Culture Click only on 89.5 KQAL. Online at kqal.org, on the app, or on your favorite smart speaker. Creating cultural awareness and understanding. You've been listening to Culture Click. Support for Culture Click is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Culture Click is produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. For more information, look us up on the web at kqal.org. And thanks for listening to Culture Click. <laughs>